Thanks, Peter. Thanks, team. Come on, let's give it up for the team. Great, really good to have these guys back up here and uh, really good to be in church in Melbourne. Um, just returned on midnight Thursday night. Thank you, Frank Gazzo, for picking me up. Uh, I was delayed by a couple of hours, but um, yeah, it was really good to, to come home. Probably a little bit too long this trip, but uh, we needed to um, open up another campus, transition a church. Uh, in fact, we were thinking we were uh, closing one down and transition and moving into another area, but the, the one that we were thinking we cl- was going to close down has now remained open um, because there's a, a, a group of people that want to remain in that area and believe that God still wants to do something in that place. Uh, but yes, we now have three campuses uh, in the Philippines and young pastors that are moving out there uh, to another building, which is a bump-in, bump-out a bump, in, bump out building uh, on a Sunday. It's, it's a great place. Uh, it's in an affluent area, uh, easy to get to, and the pastors are, uh, the new pastors are really excited about that. So please pray for them, and uh, that'll start on the 3rd of March. So they've still got a, a couple or a few weeks to prepare also, thank you so much for those that gave towards the uh, appeal that Pastor Kula organised for the um, Grow Kids in the Philippines. Um, they've been uh, spending that money uh, wisely for the children and you'll see photos in the next coming weeks and I'm sure Pastor Kula will be able to uh, give us an update um, on what's happening there, which has been so good. Uh, the, 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 they've really preparing for these grow kids for these kids uh, especially in this area uh, the church is made up of uh, mainly children but yet uh, we're seeing even their parents coming to Jesus which I had the opportunity of meeting uh, many on this trip but anyway there's a lot to say and I won't um, um, continue with that I'll do that over the next few weeks that I speak but uh, really it's good to be home Uh, really was encouraged uh, about the uh, the January summer series, uh, the reports, I was getting texts. Thank you so much for telling us how amazing it's been. And my prayer is that uh, this year, we're going to see a year of the supernatural. We're going to see a real refreshing year in our lives as people, as individuals, and also as a church, that God is going to refresh us. And uh, we're going to be bringing that over this year. But today, I really want to talk about into... Um, the subject of new seasons and transitions. And the reason why I want to start off this way is because the reality is is that if we don't navigate new seasons and transitions well, then our progress uh, in the life of the kingdom as we want to know it or as we hear about it, I believe that many of us aren't going to get the benefit of it. How many of us know that we can read scripture, we can hear testimony from people and we're saying, man, what about me, God? Why? Why not me? And I believe that that would be a less of a statement coming from us if we understood that God is taking us from season to season. He is transitioning us, but we need to understand certain things about it. And I just want to start to unpack that today, if that's okay. So just before I do, let's just pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that we're able to be in a building, Lord, in a place together that we can come, and Lord, that we can worship you. Lord, it is all about you. Lord, life is about you. Lord, eternity is about you. And Lord, I pray today that, Lord, as believers, 
Lord, as Christians, as your sons and daughters, that, Lord, we begin to understand the reality and the art of coming to you. And, Lord, I pray that over this year that that would be something that we would, Lord, go into the next level of what it means to come to Jesus. And, Lord, my prayer for this church is that we would know that, Lord, you are all and are in all. That, Lord, there's nothing outside of you that is of any meaning, but yet everything that's in you, that you give unto us out of our intimacy with you, Lord, we know that that will last for eternity. And Lord, after heaven and earth passes away, the only thing that remains is the Word, and the Word is you. And I pray that we would know the living Word, Jesus Christ. That's my prayer for this church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as I said, start off by talking about seasons, and I think it's important to understand this, And I believe that as I say this, even your uh, response is going to be, of course. But in reality, before we can enter a new season, we need to know how to exit an old one. And you're saying, well, sure, that's that's right. You've got to be able to do that. But I really feel that many of us don't know how to exit seasons. We want the new season, but we don't understand how to exit that. And I pray that during these weeks that we talk about it, that there'll become an understanding and a reality. And maybe some of you are great at exiting seasons and entering the new seasons that God has for you. But I feel like there's, there's many of us that don't know how to do that. And God wants to do a new thing. You know, we always hear that. Uh, you know, people prophesying it. The Bible speaks about God doing a new thing. And I believe He wants to do a new thing in our life here, in our church in 2024 but he requires us to let go of the former things we need to let go of some of the former things that we've been holding on to and maybe you've carried into 2023 from 2022 maybe you've been carrying these things for years some of us have been carrying things and I want to say this that they are former things they might not be bad things or sometimes they may be But they may be attachments that God doesn't want to bring into 2024. He doesn't want to bring into the plans that He has for you because they are things that will hinder the new. And you know what? I believe that as we walk and talk with the Holy Spirit, He'll reveal those things. But the reality is, is that we can't walk and talk with the Holy Spirit if we don't come to Him. And really this year, we want to to teach you the art of coming to Him. And maybe some of us have forgotten of how to come to Him. I really feel like many of us come to Him and we believe that it's a once-off experience of coming to Jesus. As we open the altar, come to Jesus. It's an experience from a lost person to a saved person. But in reality, it's not. It's called relationship. And when we're in relationship, we come to Jesus. See, everything before salvation was Him coming to us. Jesus came to a lost world because we were lost. We didn't know how to find Him. But now that He's come and He may be found, everything post our salvation speaks about us coming to Him. And the reality is, is if we don't understand that, if we don't know that, if we're waiting on Him, and again, I've spoken many times about the term waiting on Jesus. It's not a waiting as on a footstool and you're waiting around hanging for him to come. It's a waiting on him. It's him being seated because he is seated at the right hand of the Father. It's you coming to him as a waiter and saying, here I am, Lord. 
use me. Here I am, Lord. Speak to me. It's that coming to Him. And I really believe that unless we understand that, we won't be able to recognize seasons that we're in. God came to one of His prophets, Samuel. And many of you know this story. And He comes to him and He says, Samuel, stop weeping. Stop crying. You've grieved long enough. And listen to what he says. You've grieved long enough for what used to be. And I think some of us are grieving for what used to be. Some of us might be grieving for ministries that used to be. That We might be grieving for relationships that used to be. We might be grieving for my job that used to be. Whatever it used to be, many of us may be grieving and the period of grieving is over as far as God's concerned, but you're holding on to the former things. And this is what we're talking about. Because God had something more for Samuel. He said, stop, it's time. He said, fill your horn with oil, it's time to go. And God wants to fill your horn. God wants to fill your life with His oil. God has a new thing that He wants to do in your life in 2024. But He can't fill you with that if there's still the former thing and you're still mourning and you're still holding on to whatever it is that you're holding on to, that used to be. Again, not that it's evil. It might not be wrong, but what it is, it's done in your life. And now He wants to bring you into something new. What does it mean? It means letting go of the past. It's time to get a fresh vision. It's time to add some new anointing to that fresh vision in 2024 because it's time to go see and experience all that God has for you in 2024. I noted down here that God is not stuck in the past because the past is gone. He is about new birth. God's not stuck in the past. St. Paul says the past is gone. We don't have it with us. All we have is now and what God has for us in front of us. And he's saying to reach out. And he speaks to us in that term, you know, reach out, reach out and, and, and grab and reach hold of what God has for you. You know, in 2024, God has something to, for you to hold on to. He wants you to let go of the past, doesn't want you to look in that way, rip off your rear vision mirror, you're not going backwards, you're moving forwards. And he's saying for us to get ready to grab what he has for us. Of course, God allows Samuel to mourn. God's not saying, hey, Samuel, don't mourn. He's saying, stop mourning. There's been a time. There's been a period. There is a mourning period. But there comes a time that God called Samuel to arise and shine. There is a new morning. And for us in 2024, for you, there's a new morning. There's a new morning for your family. There's a new morning for your relationship with God. There's a new morning for your service to God. There's a new morning maybe in your workplace. There is a new morning, but how can you see that if you haven't exited the old season? You haven't come out of that season. You're still holding on to the former things. And this morning, I want to remind us that it's time to arise and shine. For there's a new day that God wants to show us. And as I mentioned, a grieving process is part of a healing process. So God's not a meaning. He's not telling us to not to grieve. But that there is a period of time that grieving comes to an end. There needs to be an exit from your grieving. Because if there's no exit from your grieving, we won't be open to the new hope that God has for us. There, there'll be a, a, there's a new thing that's waiting for us. And God wants to give birth in us, but if we don't come out of the former, if we don't stop the grieving, if we don't exit 
the past season, we can't enjoy the new anointing that comes with what's new. You know, I speak to people and they love new things. But the fact of the matter, some of us hold on to the old things and we don't get to enjoy those new things. Those new things are still in boxes. Those new things sometimes don't come out until the other one's really gone and absolutely decrepit. And I think sometimes as Christians, we can live in a decrepit Christianity. We can live in the former things. Oh, but that's how we used to do it. Oh, but that's how it was taught. Yeah, the reality is that God's new every morning. He doesn't change, and what doesn't change is His love for you. What doesn't change is His commitment to you. What doesn't change is His grace for you. But what He's asking us is to be molded into the image of Jesus, and that's new every morning. You know, God tell, the Bible says that God has new mercies every morning. How can we experience the new mercies if we don't come to Him? There's new mercies for you, but you, they're, they're, they're for you in Him. They're for you where he is. And if he's over here and saying, come to me, I have got something new for you. Unless we come to him, we're not exiting and coming to him. We're not going to enjoy what's new. God, like God says to Samuel, I have someone new for you to anoint. Samuel, I've got someone new to you. David's uh, source finished. He was your mate. I get it. But it's finished now. That relationship's finished. Now I have something new for you to do. But you need to come. You need to exit from that old relationship. You need to exit from that old friendship. And there's a new anointing that I want you to go and anoint someone else with. But you can't step into the new if you can't let go of the familiar. You know, it's, it's scary to move into the unknown. How many have started a new job and it's unknown? Yeah, it's not comfortable. It's, it's uncomfortable. But yet, our faith in Jesus, our faith in the call of God on our life, our faith in Him calling us to something new should be our security, should be what we look to, should be what we long for. And God's provided something in our future that's greater than our past. I love that. You know, God's always providing greater. There's always more that God has for us. And sometimes we want to hang on to the past because it's familiar, but yet we miss out on what's new. It's time to exit so we can enter. And what I want to say to us in 2024 is don't fight your future. Don't fight your future. And many of us fight our future and we miss out on what God has prepared for us. And we tend to, to live in the past, as I mentioned. But in 2024, I pray that you'll understand and learn the art of coming to Him so that you can enjoy the future. And I'm talking about the future that is not, uh, uh, that God is not bringing to you. I'm talking about a future that God is bringing you to it. God's not bringing the future to you. He's bringing you to the future. But how can He bring you to the future if you're not coming to Him? Does that make sense? So you've got to exit, you've got to be able to get moved so that you can be taken to the future that God's prepared for you. And He's got everything that it, that it takes to bring you to the life that He's prepared for you. He wouldn't be taking you to something that's unprepared. He wouldn't be taking you somewhere that's not for you because in the end, He lives to bring you to a place where he is and it's a place of intimacy but that requires us to come to him i want to remind us that god knew you before you were knit in your mother's womb that's what jeremiah says 
And that's how long he's been longing for you. That's how long he's been planning for you. That's how long he's been loyal to you. And it's that you that he has plans for. But that you can't receive those plans if we remain living Christianity in our former ways and we're not coming to him and knowing that there is new ways. And I, I, I really sense that this is something that uh, may be speaking to many of us here because some of us have been Christians for a long time and we're thinking, well, there's, I don't need to come to Jesus. What do you mean? I already know that or I don't need to come to him. No, we, it, our relationship requires us to come to him. It, it's part of intimacy. The, the, what, what, what Jesus wants, what God wants, he wants our heart. He wants to be intimate with us. And the way we do that is in three particular areas. We come to him with, in freedom, in, in boldness, the Bible says, and in humility. In freedom because he set us free. Jesus came and died on the cross, and because he set us free, we can come. How do we come? We come boldly, with confidence. Why? Because we're sons and daughters of God. We can come boldly into the presence of God. And three, we come with humility as well, because he's still our God, and he's still Lord, and we worship our Lord God. Does that make sense? And we do that, it's called prayer. Okay? Coming to Him in prayer. These are, these are the ways that we come to Him, and it's in prayer. And this year, we really want you to discover the art of coming to Him, because when we do come to Him, then we understand and we begin to see from a perspective of the kingdom, rather than trying to scrounge and see, is this the will of God? Uh, should I be doing this? It's no longer guesswork, but it, it is the will work of God in our lives. So if you don't know the art of coming to Jesus... If coming to Jesus isn't in your relationship repertoire, uh, then most likely you're living by what the world offers you daily. Most likely you're a Christian and you believe in God, but yet you're scrounging and you're living life as the world lives it, just trying to make it, trying to make it work. And Christianity is not about trying to make things work. Christianity is where you thrive in Jesus, where you live a life pertaining to the call on your life, where he, 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 uh, His Spirit flourishes through your life. And because He flourishes in your life, because of your intimacy with Him, then others are affected. Then others are drawn in. Then others see what life is on your life. You're different. You're not the same. You're not, you're not, you know, sweating for it in the sense that, you know, when you talk about life, you're not talking about life the way that others talk about it. What you're doing is you're living a life that others are attracted to and want to know who it is or what are you living for, how are you doing this? And then we can begin to speak to them about, as Frank said, the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think the fear for some of us is that we think God is through with us, so we stop coming. I think in reality, we think, you know what, God's through with me. I, I think in real, God's done with me. So because if someone's done with me, or if I'm, I'm thinking that that's it, it's, it's done, I, why would I come to God? And I think many of us, the devil has lied to us, that we think that God's done with us. But I want you to listen to this. The reality is, the devil's greatest fear is a fearless you. The devil's greatest fear is a fearless you. He fears that you know who you are. 
He fears that you know that you're a son and daughter of God. He fears that you know that you're more than an overcomer. He fears that you know that you're an ambassador. He fears that you know that you have victory already in Jesus Christ. That's his greatest fear. But yet, we listen to those thoughts, we listen to the outside voices, and we lose sight of what happens when we come to him. Because when we come to Jesus, we're reminded that we're a son of daughter of God. When we come to Jesus, he reminds us that there's nothing that can overcome us, but we're all very already victorious in Jesus Christ. He, he reminds us that he's, he's, uh, we're his beloved. It's in his presence, it's when we come to him, that then we're able to navigate the seasons and the transitions that he calls us through. So... The devil is afraid that you will find your identity as mentioned in Christ. So I pray that you'll do that this year instead of living another year independent of God. Oh, believing in Him, but independent of Him. Believing in Him, but without intimacy. Believing with Him, but without coming to Him. The reality is, is that that's where the enemy can get us. Because it's when we come to Him that we get to understand and know His Word. We get to know the Word of God and we can say, well, hang on, no. It's, it's, when I, it's when I commit to uh, coming to a connect group. It's when I connect, commit to, to praying with people. It's when I commit to, to devoting myself to the Word in the morning. It's when I commit to coming to Him first. That's when we realize that when the enemy would come from without, that we have what we call the um, armor to withstand those things that the enemy throws at us. Now, Proverbs 9 says... And it's clear that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, the fear that we are uh, taught to uh, give is one of awe. This fear is reverence. This fear is worship. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the awe that you have for God. It's the reverence that you have for Him. It's, it's the worship that you give God. That's the, that's the wisdom that God wants us to come to. That's if 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 you are if you're in awe of God, if you worship, if you have reverence towards Him, let me tell you, you're beginning to live in the wise ways that God would have us to live. When when we fear the Lord, we have nothing else to fear. When we worship the Lord, we have nothing else to worship. When you've you've given yourself to God in in awe, in in the fear of God, well, there's nothing else to fear. You've given yourself to Him. When you worship Him. When you come to Him and you worship Him, well, there's nothing else you're going to worship. There's nothing else that's going to rise above the life and the loving God that we love and so serve. Here's the thing. Both your worry and worship enthrone a spirit. So you can either um, enthrone your, your worship or enthrone your worry. You can put your worry on a throne or you can put worship on the throne. The worship of God or worry about life. And I think many of us, far too long, have enthroned a spirit of fear in our worry. So we begin to worship worry. I think if we've got nothing to worry about, well, then we think, well, what's happening? And many of us are looking, as far as I'm concerned, some of us are doing it unconsciously, but in reality, that's how we live and that's our default because we don't understand that yet coming to Jesus is where we should be instead of trying to work out these challenges that we have in life 
It's not about working out challenges, it's about coming to Jesus with that challenge and allowing Him, as we worship Him, to either give us the, the, the strength or he'll, sometimes He'll remove that or he'll, he'll allow us to go through that so that we can be stronger on the other side. But in 2024, God is inviting you to learn the art of coming to Him and that's what we're going to teach, the art of coming to Jesus, to take up your right as a son and daughter and to worship Him so that you can dethrone all others and put Him back on the throne. You know, when you marry someone, the, the priest or the minister says, you know what, uh, putting aside all the others, you take this man, or putting aside all others and you take this woman. That's the relationship that God wants for us. But he, you can't have that. He can't have that with you unless you learn the art of coming to Him. Which brings me to um, transitions. Okay, so we're talking about new seasons and now we're talking about transitions. Because life predominantly is made up of transitions. You know what? We move from one season to the next. We might move from one job to another, from one level to another, from one location to the next. We are moving from one relationship to another. So if we can't navigate those transitions well, then we're going to miss out on knowing how God would want us to deal with those things. So I'm saying before any transition happens, we've got to understand the art of coming to Him so that we can do, we can do well in, the, in these transitions. In fact, we're able to progress when we go through these transitions. The transitions I'm talking about, again, are not limited necessarily to the external changes, but they're more about the movements of the heart. They're more about the changes of the heart that God calls us to to embrace the new things that He has for us. And anything other than a movement of the heart, if it's just an external change, it's almost like a new, you know, uh, change of scenery. I'm not talking about a change of scenery for a change's sake. I'm, ta I'm talking about a movement of the heart that will transition us, and it might be externally, or it might be something that happens to us internally, that then we'll be able to embrace what God has for us and there's purpose behind that. Do you know when God moves on us, He moves on us for purpose? When we move somewhere or when we, we, we look at something, it shouldn't just be a good opportunity, it should be God bringing us the opportunity. And I'm saying people have, have moved and have done great things and it's been a, a, a good opportunity, but there's, no, there's been no intimacy with God. There's been no growing with God. It's just been a good move. And I don't want 2024, any moves that we make, to be a good move. I want it to be a God move. I want it to be a movement of the heart where we see that this transition uh, brings us into an area of growth, brings us into an area of supernatural, whatever it might be, that our, our uh, encounters with God may be transitional to the calling that He has for our lives. So here are some of the areas, and I'm just going to go through a few of them, that um, require you to respond, require me to respond. These are some of the transition, the God transitions that require us to respond. And the first one is God transitions reveal the heart. That's the one thing that I found out. When God wants me to, to, to move, it reveals what's happening in my heart. When God calls you to rise up and follow Him, it always reveals what's in your heart. 
It always shows up. It always causes us to respond when He calls us to move from one place to the other. It causes us to look at an area and, hey, to bring that to Him. And again, this is where these fears, these doubts, these anxieties, etc., they rise. Now, because they rise, it doesn't mean that you're not fit. It doesn't mean you're not ready. You know, I often hear people say, oh, you know what, you know, I'm just, I'm too anxious, or, I'm too fearful, you know, it mustn't be God, that just must be me. That's, no, no, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not God. What it means is, is that God is calling you so that He can actually uh, allow you to bring that insecurity, whatever it may be, and bring it to Him, and He may relieve you of it, or as I said, He may give you the strength to move through it in that situation, but the fact of the matter, it only happens via surrender. It only happens via you surrendering and coming to Him. It's not going to happen while you wait for Him to wave a magic wand and for Him to do what you think that He does. That's not the theology of God. He's saying, hey, surrender to me, come to me and see what I can do. Free you for this next transition so you can enjoy your next journey of faith. So one, he reveals the heart. The second thing that transition does, it requires us to reject the old. We already talked a little bit about this. <coughs> Excuse me. To move towards a new day means that we've got to lay down the old way. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. But it just means it's going to be a weight for you to bring into that next season. So, this transition requires us to lay down. It could be how we do relationships. It could be our lifestyle. It could be, you know, our church attendance, our service to God, our finances. Whatever it may be, God is transitioning you not to take away, but to give you. God is all about giving you. And I'm talking, not talking about possessions necessarily. I'm talking about He's giving you the next best version of yourself. That's what growth is about. Growth is about growing into the life of Jesus. It's about growing into the image of God. It's about growing into the Spirit of God that you've been given by the grace of God. Each of us, when we're born again, we've been given the life of Christ. And it's on us to come to Him so that we can grow in that life. But in growing in that life, it requires us to move from one place to another, from one situation to another. And we can only do that in His presence when we come to Him. So it's rejecting. This is so that we can make room and embrace the new light of God, which He has waiting for us on the other side of surrender. You know, that's what faith is about. Faith is about moving and moving sometimes into the unknown, not moving because I'm not sure. No, I am sure God's calling me there. What I'm not sure is what's there. That's faith. So God's calling me there, but what's unknown, uh, what's a little bit uncomfortable, what's uh, by faith is not knowing what is there, but what I do know is goodness and mercy. What I do know is God's grace. What I do know that God's called me there, so what he has for me is better than where I am right now. And I want to I ask you not to fight against the, our, our greater new because we may be in love with our old familiar. Many of us are in love with our old familiar. 
But I want to tell you, God's got a greater new for you. And this morning, should we decide to say, hey, you know, God, I want to learn the art of coming to you, meaning I want to understand these transitions and what's going to arise in me. Okay, it's going to reveal my heart. I'm going to have to reject the old. I get that. Help me to do that. The other thing that happens when we transition is, and this is a good part, is we get our old parts replaced. There's some old parts replaced. And in life, you get tired, don't you? I know I do. And worn out. And we require replacement or refurbishment, one of the two. Because otherwise, if we don't, we're going to break down. And some people understand this breaking down as burnout. Others will understand it feeling used up. And the reality is, is that when God calls us to transition... He's calling us out of that burnout. He's calling us out of that feeling of being used up. And when we come to Him, what happens is He refreshes us. That's where we have refreshment in His presence. We receive a renewed spirit. We receive a renewed spirit so we can continue on in the way that His purposes and plans uh, that He has for us. We can then again pick up in those areas and new pursuits. The next thing that happens in transition is transition replenishes our soul so these are the good things that happen these are the things that happen that only happen when we allow ourselves to move from this place of old into a new area and what happens is in the refreshing uh, refreshing of the soul we need that because the the tiredness i don't know about you but yes the tiredness of the human soul is a direct result from being well-worn. You know, in life, do you get tired? And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying physically tired. Have you ever been tired in the soul? And just feel like, man, I don't know if I can go on. I don't know if I can go on with that church. I don't know if I can go on with that serving. I don't know if I can go on with that relationship. It's not a tired physically, but yet there's a, it, it transi- transitions into your soul. And... It's, it's about the routine. It, life becomes a routine. And sometimes Christianity can become a routine because you're not coming to Him. Because remember, you don't live for Christianity. You live for Jesus. Christianity is the result of us living for Him. And determining how you live for Him will determine what your, Christian, your, your Christian witness will be. And in 2024, we don't want our Christian witness to be tired. We don't want our Christian witness to be one of complaining. We don't want our Christian witness to say, oh, here we go again in 2024. We don't want our Christian witness to be, okay, well, yeah, I served here last year. I'm going to serve here again. No, it's not about you serving there last year and serving again. Is that where God wants you? But how do you know if you don't come to Him? How do you know if you don't speak to Him about these things? It will just become a routine. It will just become a place of a daily grind. And these areas, sometimes uh, what happens is, is that we overstay our welcome. And it's almost like we go past our use-by date. Do you know, as a pastor, I can go past my use-by date. I can overstay my welcome if I don't continue coming to Him. I may be coming to Him and understand, hey, John, you know what, the next season, you need to move away from being the pastor of Centre Point Church. That could be possible. 
But the reality is, is how do I know that if, I don't, if I'm not coming to Him? How do I know that if I don't know the art of coming to Him, understanding that He wants intimacy with me, He wants to speak to me about these things, He wants to speak to me about life. If the team can come up here, that'd be great. Am I, am I making sense today? Is it ringing with some people? Or if it's just me, it's fine. Maybe this is for me. But I don't want you to go through 2024 without knowing that Jesus wants you to come to Him. He wants you to come to Him. He's so jealous. He's such a jealous God. And the jealousy is that He understands that we have jobs, we have families, and life is busy. But that other time... Is there time that we can come to Him because He wants to ha- be intimate with our lives? Uh, God transition keeps your soul thriving and fresh and is directly, relating, is directly related to breaking these routines. That's what He wants to do. He wants to break those routines and that familiar th- that you hold on to to bring us into that new so we can accept the reveal that He has for us. And finally, transition releases faith. And how many know that we can't please the Lord without it? Hebrews 11.6, it's impossible to please God without faith. But He's a reward of those who diligently seek Him. And I love that about God. We're not going for rewards, but He does that out of His goodness of heart. Because we seek Him, we diligently go after Him. We diligently come after Him. He rewards us with His goodness. And the journey that God has called us to travel I call it is a, is a travel of divine detours. And I want to explain this a little bit because I feel like these can be sometimes misinterpreted as the devil interrupting my life. When the fact of the matter is, is that God, we're, the, we're sons and daughters of God. And if we're coming to Him, He is the rightful, if I can use this term, owner, possessor of our life. And the ownership is not via control. The ownership is via us submitting to Him. So as we submit ourselves to Him, He has, he has the right, He has the overseeing right of our life. So the enemy, if you think He's disrupting your life, I would like to say many times, I feel like sometimes it can be God often intervening in our life. interrupting our life because we're so familiar and we're so taken up with what we know and he just wants to disrupt shake us a little bit intervene in our life and bring a transition why because he wants us to grow he wants us to grow he wants our our spirit our mind our body our heart he wants that to be submitted to him And that happens when we respond to the call of this transition, the call for the next in our life. And by the grace of God, we get to enjoy the next part of our faith season. Here's the thing, and I'm coming to a close. Most of us repent enough to be forgiven, but less of us surrender enough to enjoy transition. We are so yes to repenting because we know that that brings restoration we're all for restoration 
nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. But how many of us are coming to a place of surrender so we can enjoy the other side of that transition? I would like to say there's less of us that are doing that. And in 2024, my prayer is that that will rise. The same energy, the same effort that we put into uh, repentance for forgiveness, we would put towards surrender for transition and transformation. Can we stand up this morning? What am I saying? What am I saying this morning? I'm saying that coming to Jesus is the most important thing that we can do in our life. I'm not talking about coming to Him when we received Him. I'm talking about a continual, vital, intimate relationship is coming to Jesus daily. Daily. And I feel like some of us maybe for the first time have actually heard that. I feel like the Holy Spirit is is resting on some people as Frank's been uh, mentioning already. But I feel like He's resting on us and some of us for the first time are saying, man, you know what? I need to start coming to you, Lord. And again, it's not out of guilt. It's out of conviction of understanding, hey, there's, there's more for me. There's more for my life. There's more that you've got for me. Because life is a... Uh, a, a life of transitioning and we can either transition with God or without Him but as I've shared and as I'll continue to share that transition with God is the only way to go is the only way to live so transformation happens on the other side of surrender I just want to remind us that God is stronger more powerful than anything we're facing so why face it alone why face it alone And this morning, maybe you've been facing stuff on your own. Maybe this morning you've been living in a a season where you've not exited from. Maybe you've not even understood that these are the things that happen through transition. And transition is a good thing. But it's letting go of the former. And in 2024, we don't want to be bringing in anything that's going to be a a weight it's going to take up room for what god has planned for us so can we sing that song the last song we sang please can we start singing that and and maybe this morning for some of us we, we're going to activate coming to jesus for the first time meaning that you've never come to him in a sense daily i'm not talking about you come to him once a week I'm talking about we've got to develop the art of coming to Him every day. It's not about the quantity of time, but it's the quality spent with Him. And if you want to enjoy, as I said, and as I often say, you know, we hear messages from this pulpit and say, man, you know, I wish that was me. The reality is, no, it is for you. But it happens when you come to Him. It doesn't happen outside of Him. And if you're thinking that you can just study the Word of God, you can study it like a book, I know many have gone to Bible college and done all that, but yet have not come to Him during that process. The process of coming to Him is not a process in your life. It's not part of your relationship. Well, that's not what God wants. Religion might say that's what He wants, but that's not what God wants. God wants you. 
He wants you. And everything that you've learned in Bible college, everything that you learn by studying the Bible, then becomes alive because it's in the Word Himself. It's by you coming to Him. So maybe this morning, can we have every eye closed? Can you listen to the Holy Spirit, not my voice this morning? I want to ask you to listen to Him. Because I believe He's calling some of you for the first time to begin to learn the art of coming to Him first. And this morning, if you know He's speaking to you about that, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to come because I want to pray for you. Because I believe this is important. This is like an anointing service. It's an anointing service to say and to agree with you. The Bible says that to, to come forward and let the elders lay hands on you and agree with you. I want to agree with you that this coming to Jesus will become a normal way of living to you. It won't just be, hey, when there's a problem. It won't just be, oh my goodness, I haven't been talking to God for three weeks. I haven't opened my word for four. Because that can be a reality for some people. Not a criticism, but a fact. And I'm saying to you, that's not the God life for you. There's a life that God has for you full of, a, full of new seasons and transitions. And you can do that well only when you come to Him. And maybe you've never learned that art of coming to Him. Will you this morning, in a moment, when I call you, come forward and say, hey, I want to learn the art of coming to you. And for others this morning, maybe you've stopped coming to God for whatever reasons, for the reasons that we spoke about. And you now want to recommit coming to Him. And I'm talking about that intimacy that He's looking for with you. Not just a once a week, not just a whenever I've got time. No, you want to begin to purpose time to come to Him again. I want to ask you to come too because I want to pray with you. Because again, 2024 for you, whether you've been a Christian 5, 10, 15 years, I don't want it to be like 2023 where you just limp through that, where you just carried whatever it was without exiting properly. We want you to exit 2023 properly and to 2024 in a way that you are saying, here I am, ready to surrender. And for some of us, that surrender will look differently. That's why He's a personal God. So we're not going to receive the same thing. But what we are going to receive the same is His love and His care. We're going to receive the same intimacy. But again, our walk, our journey is different. So as the team sings, and as you feel led of the Holy Spirit, some of you right now are nervous. Some of you right now feel like you've got bricks on your feet. I'm saying to you, break through. Come on, exit that fear. Come on, exit this morning and come to Him, not to me. Come to Him and say, Lord, I want to learn the art of coming. And maybe some of you have been Christians for so long, you've forgotten about coming to Jesus. You need to come right now. Today is the day. It's Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day of renewal. Today's the day that we're going to pray and we're going to believe that as you make this commitment, that He's going to receive it in His name. He's going to receive you. He actually is waiting for you. He's longing for you. He's like a boyfriend that's hanging out for his girlfriend to come over. It's that kind of 
uh, love that God has, greater his, his love He has for you than that. This morning, as we sing this, we'll give you time for you to come forward and we'll pray for you. Just come forward. Keep coming in. Spirit, when you move, you made my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will feel me calm down. Spirit, when you move, you made my heart pound. When you fill the room. You made my heart pound when you feel the room. You're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will feel me come down. Spirit, when you move, you made my heart pound when you feel the room. You're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will feel me. Just before we close there's some people here that really believe that God's finished with them I want to tell you no matter what you've done no matter what you think God's not finished with you you're his son you're his daughter what he wants you to be finished with is not coming to him and this morning I really sense that there's there's a struggle for your soul and God's saying through His Holy Spirit, come on, just push through. Come to me. I'm ready for you. I have everything that you need. In fact, I've been waiting to give it to you even before you were formed in your mother's womb. But I need you to come to me. I've come to you. I died for you. I shed my blood for you. My grace is sufficient for you. But now I bid you to come. I know that there's a few more people here. We're going to sing that again. We'll give time for those people to come and then we'll pray. Thank you, Lord. Come now. Holy Spirit. Holy 